Spinner School, the podcast. You're on Spin. You are very welcome to Spin Air School this week. We are back and this time we're going to be getting artsy fartsy as Dermot Gavin said last week. That is the theme of the show. We're going to chat art, tech graphics and everything in between. A little later on the show we have very special guest, television personality and award-winning architect Hugh Wallace joining us on the show. But first it is time to get down to business and chat about what will earn you top marks in your art exam. Joining us is art teacher and art expert Barbara Nikosik, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us on Spinner Skull. Thanks very much for having me, Louise. Barbara, I'm sure that art is one of these subjects that you're very lucky to teach because if I remember correctly from my time in school, the art teacher was always cool, the students always love you and they always look forward to coming into your classroom. So it must be a good feeling. It is. It's a lovely subject to teach. I have to say, I can't imagine teaching anything else. And um, I don't know if the students would feel the same, but there's definitely a lovely atmosphere in the classroom and we get some amazing work done and you get to know them in kind of a different way, I suppose. You get to see a different side of their personality through their artwork. So yeah, it's, a, it's really nice. Oftentimes, it's the minority who will choose art for their leaving cert. It's obviously probably not up there with the likes of science for demand and college necessity and everything like that so I remember from my time in school there was only eight of us in the art class and it was such a refuge we looked forward to going to the class so much and we got to know our teacher very well and I think we always loved it it was kind of a subject that people did because they were good at art so generally I'd imagine for leaving search your students are quite talented. Absolutely. And you, like you said, you'd have the smaller class groups. So again, you get to know them better. And the kind of feedback that I would get from the students as well is that it is, it's a lovely kind of break for them away from, you know, the really kind of theory heavy subjects. They can kind of switch on that other, you know, the creative side of their brain and just kind of zone out for a little bit. So just, it is, it's, it's that whole thing of mindfulness as well. And they can just kind of um, switch off from everything else and get some beautiful work done in the meantime. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, maybe in junior cycle, you might choose art for a but in leaving cert there's nothing dossy about it it's a massive course there's a lot of project work to get done and in order to get a good grade you have to put a really lot of work in absolutely it's it's very difficult to get the h1 in art and i'd always be quite honest with my students about that when they are making their subject choices it is one of the most difficult subjects to get the h1 in but on the other hand it's also one of the most difficult to fail so it kind of balances nicely but um yeah there there is quite a lot of work in it and you know it's broken down into art history as well which they wouldn't have done um for the junior cycle really at, at the same level so uh, between that and the project there's you know there's a deadline involved with the project and um, it's based out over 12 weeks on a in a normal year um so you know there is there's a huge amount of work involved but like that the students that pick it have a genuine interest in it and they get the most out of it yeah no doubt about it I know that it's a hard subject to get a h1 in but the topic of debate I guess this morning is how we can do just that so you're the expert and I'd love to know what are the best ways to attack the art leaving cert exam okay so in terms of practical I suppose at the moment the students are all in the midst of working on their practical exam craftwork component or their still life or imagined composition that they'll be working on so the main thing with that is that the examiners want to see development so at the beginning of the project they're each get they're given like a list of three different themes you have to research it whichever theme you pick and you have to develop it from there so you have to really clearly show that you didn't just go with one idea and just keep that same idea flowing 
throughout the project, you have to really branch out, especially in your initial research sheet. You have to show all aspects that come into your uh, mind for that theme, really flesh it out, look at some artist inspiration, and then you bring it forward. There's a development one sheet where they can, you know, um, everything has to be based on primary sources as well. And that's so important. They've completely moved away from using any kind of, you know, secondary sources directly taken off the internet or anything. So once you keep to your primary sources as well and use lots of different materials and mediums when creating your drawings and your sketches, you definitely get a much higher grade. If anything is taken directly off the internet, you will be penalized for that. So you have to very much stick to the uh, primary sources. And like I said, documenting development the whole way through to what your finished piece is. So the examiner should be able to look at it, beginning with your initial research, your mind map, get a feel of all the different ideas you came up with. Then you began to kind of filter it down. You might have gone in two or three different directions, worked with primary sources again to develop those ideas. And then you create a finished piece based on one of those kind of areas that you got into. So yeah, development I think is key. Annotating your sketches as well so that um, the examiner knows where you got your ideas from, that you didn't just pick them out of the sky. They need to be able to kind of connect with your ideas and understand where, where the, your concepts are coming from. Um, so that when they look at the finished piece, they get your full, um, I suppose, rationale behind it. Yeah, no doubt about it. So all of that development is kind of a labor of love for the art student. And essentially it's worth 60% of their final grade so you can have over half of your exam done dusted and submitted before you ever have to sit a written paper that's it well generally uh, again during a normal year it would be 62 and a half percent but this year they've actually removed the life drawing so 12 and a half percent is gone now and um, they're keeping the weighting the same though so you'd have 50 percent for your project and then it's 37 and a half percent but they'll they'll make it all up so that it's it's even to every other year that you know they, they'll hold the same amount of weighting before we move on to the written paper i guess just in your professional opinion I will ask for art students that are listening in and maybe they are nearly ready to submit their craft. Is there anything for you that sets apart projects that really are that H1? Is it something to do with organisation, the way they present their work? I think for me, it's originality to just, you know, you could walk in as an examiner into a room and if every student is kind of, you know, based their finished, we'll say, for instance, if it's a still life and it's all the same objects that you're seeing through the whole way through, the same techniques, the same finish, nothing really stands out. So I think originality, really finding your own style and pushing with that, pushing forward with that will make for a lovely project. And again, like making it personal, I think as soon as you connect with your team, make it as personal as you can, because you won't run out of steam with something that, that is personal to you and that you enjoy. Whereas if you pick a theme or an area that you want to get into and you're not that taken by it um, you will you'll kind of burn out and you won't have the same love for it whereas if you're genuinely interested and in you get excited by it it'll show in the finished piece finally we have to talk about the written exam art history it's worth 37.5 percent of the grade is what i've written down here but you might tell us that that's slightly altered this year it's a short enough exam but at the same time it does weigh a substantial amount if you are aiming to get that h1 Absolutely. And this year, again, we've just got word there during the week. Um, generally, it's three sections. So you have your art in Ireland, you have your Euro European art, and then you have your art appreciation. Um, and students would generally be required every year to pick one question from each section. 
but during the week we just found out that they've cut it back so it's actually two questions spread out over the three sections so you can pick which is fantastic but again like it is like 37 and a half percent is quite a lot you know in terms of the overall picture so it is so important to to really like prepare well for it I've often seen you might have the most talented students um, when it comes to the practical work but they just fail to kind of really prepare for the art history and do their revision or even work towards it at all you know um, and it really it drags down the marks so much like a H1 student might come out with a H3 because of the art history like it can be that much of a dramatic change so 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 important that they put the effort and the work into that as well. Yeah no doubt about it and I think like you say it's kind of one that's near the end of the exams as well so it could just be a case that you cram and like like so many other subjects you know the Leaving Cert follows trends it's quite cyclical is there anything that you think is quite likely a guarantee of a sort? It's again like you said it is so like the, the course is so broad and each art teacher would pick pick the sections that suit them best to cover with their students um, so it's really hard to predict but the one thing that I would envision might come up this year in the art appreciation section every year there's a question on a visit to a gallery and it's the only area of the art appreciation that's kind of a given every year the rest of them are very random it could be anything from product design to graphic design and it changes every year this year given the year that we've had I would see that maybe the question might be based on a virtual tour of a gallery so um, I don't know how the question might be phrased or anything like that but I would imagine that they will have to keep it in mind that a lot of sixth year students wouldn't have had the opportunity to go on a class gallery visit this particular year so I think they'd be very mindful of that and I would imagine they'll come at it from the virtual tour angle and um, again like to be mindful of things like just be questioning themselves if they are looking at those virtual tours like how different it is to actually be looking at it on screen what do they think the you know the 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 difference would be if they were actually in the gallery and able to engage in a very different way with the artwork so we'll probably maybe take into account the pros and cons of a virtual tour um, I would imagine it could be something like that for a student who is good maybe and very creative and memorizes things through memory maps or drawing in your art history exam am I right in saying you can accompany your essays with drawings and sketches? You're, you're encouraged to they always say at the, in each question to illustrate your answer so absolutely that's such a good point do your sketches um, another little tip would be like if if for instance you're talking about Michelangelo and they present you with a one on the illustrated accompanying sheet, they might give you a picture of one of Michelangelo's sculptures. And then they might ask you in the second part of the question to discuss and describe another piece of his artwork. Draw both sketches, draw the sketch that's in front of you and also draw the one that you're discussing that isn't in front of you. You'll get your full marks then for your sketches um, pretty much. Whereas if you only draw one of them, you will lose marks. So it's, it's a nice little tip. And also make sure that you label all your sketches because if for instance, you're writing, you're supposed to kind of go in essay format but I would tell my students as well in terms of timing if they're running out of time throw down the information in bullet points if the if the information is there you will get your marks and it's the same thing when you're doing your diagrams or your illustrations to label them because again if you've forgotten to put something into the main body of the essay and it's there on the sketch in front of the examiner they'll have to award you the marks so definitely lots of little labels around it but again the other side of that is as well for each question there's 50 marks and there might be um, either five or ten marks you never know until you see the marking scheme going for sketches for that question so you don't want to get too carried away either you know if it's if the maximum is 10 marks or five marks you know you're you don't want to get really into it and start making this beautiful piece because you're going to run out of time 
Brilliant. Time management, it seems to be the one that students have to keep an eye on in every subject. Barbara Nikasig, fantastic to chat to you and so much really great advice for art students as well. So thank you for that. Very shortly on the show, we will deep dive into tech drawing and tech graphic and see what it takes to get a H1 in that subject. It's all on the way very shortly on Spin Air Skull. Spin Air Skull, the podcast. You're on Spin.